Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Senior Pastor Ken Jensen. Idealize what it's all going to be perfect and everything just right and just so, and the reality is more like that. Sometimes we so idealize Christmas that we forget the reality of what Christ has done. How are you holding up so far? <laughs> and have you finished all of your Christmas shopping? No worries, you have at least nine shopping hours left until Christmas. It's ironic, I think, that in the hassle and the bustle and all the stuff and the tension and the pressure and all the stuff that we put on ourselves in the Christmas season, it's all meant to be the celebration of the one who would be called the Prince of Peace. And so seldom do we experience God's peace in our life. Isaiah prophesied his name would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the angels declared to the shepherds that same idea. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly, a company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom His favor rests. Christ came to bring us peace. And we live in a world that is desperate for it. Peace among nations. Peace among ethnicities. Peace among family. (laughs) Peace in our own lives. And though we long for it so desperately, we so seldom experience it. And that's just not the way God intended it. And Christ came to redeem this world, to bring to us what He had promised, and God had intended all along a life of peace. So how do you experience that peace? Well, it starts with grace. You let God wrap you in His grace. His grace is foundational to peace. The angels declared, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. That is the basis for the whole peace. A Savior has been born to you. And then they declare glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men. You see, we are in need of a Savior. We are in need of rescue. The prophet Isaiah described it this way. People walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And that's not an accusation. That is merely a description of the human condition. A doctor's diagnosis, if you will. Paul wrote about it to the Roman church. Letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. A sinful nature is always hostile to God. See, there's a problem at the core of our being. In each and every one of you, there is this bit of darkness in you and in me. And I have this theory about this, by the way. I think our true human nature shows when we get behind the wheel of a car. It's just a theory. 
But you know, we get this little enclosed little world of our own that we are the king and ruler of. And then we wreak havoc on everybody else around us. But we always think it's the other person's fault. Have you noticed that? You know, somebody cuts you off. What kind of a jerk is he? But if you cut somebody else off, why was he going so slow? You know? Because we live in our own little world. And we want everything to wrap around us. What the Bible says is that is at the core of our being. There is this darkness. And it's in you and it's in me. And we need rescue from it. And the whole basis for the peace of God is the grace of God. Because that's why Jesus came. I bring you good news of a great joy. A Savior will be born. And this will be a sign to you, the angel said. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Everything about him speaks to this land of peace, this kingdom of peace. Even in his coming, he doesn't come with a lot of fanfare. He doesn't come as an imposing tyrant. He comes as a helpless baby. And it is a picture of the kingdom of God. He said, this will be the sign. This is what God's kingdom looks like. Simple baby, wrapped in cloths. And some 33 years later, that baby will grow to become a man. And he will be stripped of his cloths and crucified on a cross, absorbing all that sin and death and hell can lash out because he's the Prince of Peace. Isaiah said, He was wounded and crushed for our sins. He was beaten that we might have peace. That's the good news. That we have a rescuer. We have a savior. Someone who can take this little bit of darkness that's in my heart that colors everything that I do and bring light. Wrap yourself in his grace and then let him shelter you in his strength. See, He didn't just come to give us a bit of peace. He came so that we could live in peace. And among his final words to his followers were this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I don't give you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You see, the way that we define peace is far different than God does. We tend to define peace in terms of money in the bank account or or a successful career. Or, or peace within the family. Or a clean bill of health from the doctor's checkup. Or presence under the tree. That's how we define peace. Let me give you a better definition this morning. Peace is simply soul satisfaction. The Hebrew word is shalom. Which you've heard a number of times. But you know what shalom has to do with? It has to do with an inner disposition. A sense of of contentment and completeness, of safety and well-being, of tranquility, regardless of external circumstances. And that's the peace that Christ came to bring us. He said again to his followers, I've told you these things so in me you might have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. He doesn't promise a peace that means no trouble in our lives. In fact, he very clearly said you will have trouble. But I've come to give you an inner contentment, an inner soul satisfaction that outweighs everything. You've heard of the expression, the eye of the storm. 
And every hurricane has an eye to it. It might be as small as five miles in diameter. It might be up to 100 miles in diameter. But in the eye, in the middle of all of this storm, there's quiet. There is peace. And you might know about that, but did you know that the, the most violent part of the storm is in the eye wall? It's in that part of the storm that surrounds that peaceful center. And Christ came to bring to us a peace in the middle of the storms of life. Then there's an inner contentment and a sense of well-being because we are in God's hands. And so he simply says, trust Him. Let Him shelter you there in His strength. And he gives us a couple of exercises to do it. Philippians 4, 6. In everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I have a friend who's had a very, very, very difficult year. In fact, it's been about a year and a half. And it's been a lot of just mess of stuff. And about a year ago, a little over a year ago, he was at his wit's end, just wiped out by all of it, and just just absolutely devastated. And I, just, I got together with him this week, and he said, you know, it's incredible what a difference a year makes. Things haven't gotten much better. He said, you know, I just had this sense that it's going to be okay, because it's in God's hands. That's an incredible lesson to learn that in the middle of the storms of life, and you might be in the middle of one right now, there's peace. There's a comfort and a strength that comes from knowing you're in God's hands and He's not going to let you go. Isaiah 26 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. And there are some things that we can do to constantly bring ourselves back to who's in charge and who is in control and who we can trust. Prayer. Solitude. Silence. Do you remember what Mary did when she got this great announcement about what was going to happen to her? Boy, it threw, man, it threw her world upside down. But it said the one thing that she did was she pondered these things. She backed off from all that was going on in her life and just in quietness before God recognized he's in control. And if you haven't done that yet this Christmas season, can I encourage you to just take some time to ponder, <laughs> to be quiet, and to rest in His shelter and in His strength. And then the last thing, let God use you to extend His peace in this world. The best way that you can live a life of peace is to bring peace with you wherever you go. Because we live in this world that longs for peace. I did, a, I did a search this week on Amazon.com, just book titles that had to do with peace. Do you know that I came, I came up with over 295,000 book titles that had to do with peace? So I narrowed the search down. I narrowed it down to just peace that has to do with, with health, mind, and body. That narrowed it down to 35,000 book titles that had to do with peace. Let me give you some of the book titles I found. Making Peace with the Things in Your Life. Why your paper, books, clothes, and other possessions keep overwhelming you and what to do about it. Making peace with your past. Making peace with your parents. Men, women, and relationships. Making peace with the opposite sex. Making peace with your food. That was a surprising one. Here's another one. Making peace with your thighs. Get off the scales and get on with your life was the subtitle of that one. One written by a vegetarian. 
Peace to all beings. Veggie soup for the chicken soul. A catchy title. Another book title. Grow rich with peace of mind. And I like this one. Inner peace for busy people. 52 strategies for transforming your life. If you are that busy, how do you have time for 52 new strategies? We long for peace. We long for it in our world. We long for it in our communities. We long for it in our own lives. And yet we so seldom experience it. Christ came to bring peace to you. And then he's invited you to take part in what he is doing, bringing peace to this world. Again, prophet Isaiah, how beautiful on the mountain are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. God's in charge. No matter what's falling apart all around us, God's still in charge. And that's the message that Christ came to bring us. And then James 3 says, Those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. Some of you are faced with some tense situations right now. And one of the ways that you can bring peace to that situation is just simply ask yourself, what would be the most peaceful way of resolving this? What could I do to bring just a little bit of peace to this situation? Because he doesn't want us to just talk about peace. He wants us to live it and to bring it to those around us. If it is possible, Romans 12, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Ephesians 4, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. When I was a little kid, I had a book. The title of the book, and I still remember this from way long time ago. <laughs> the title of the book was, If Everybody Did. It was written by a woman named Joanne Stover. And it had a lot of funny things and funny illustrations, you know, things like mash hash. This is what would happen if everybody did it. And there was, you know, it's all this big pile of hash all around, you know. Or, or pluck a plume. This is what would happen if everybody did. And you have all these flowers with, you know, flower petals all over the place, but no flowers on the stems. And it was on and on and on. You know, this is what would happen if everybody did. Be kind to each other. I wonder what would happen if everybody did. Be tender-hearted. I wonder what would happen if everybody did. Forgiving. Forgiving one another. Just as God in Christ has forgiven you. I wonder what would happen if everybody did. Would you bow your heads with me? In a moment, we're going to light candles together. And we're going to sing a song whose refrain ends, sleep in heavenly peace. And if you have not experienced the inner peace that comes from the forgiveness comes through Jesus Christ. Let me invite you this Christmas Eve morning to take a step of faith. To get outside yourself and say, Lord, there's a bit of darkness in me. It needs forgiving. It needs cleaning up. It needs your light. And I can't do that on my own. So because of what you did for me, taking the brunt of it all on the cross, please forgive me. 
make me right with you. And let my life become a life of peace. And let my life bring peace to others. Thank you, Lord, for showing us a real life of peace. In the way that you were born, in the way that you carried yourself through your life on this earth, in the way that you offered yourself for our forgiveness and restoration. May we be those kinds of peacemakers. Those of us who are here this morning, who never taken that step of faith and trust to put our lives in your hands, I pray. Make that real to each of us. That we might sleep in heavenly peace for your kingdom's sake. Amen. I this in the daylight so it won't be quite as effective. But would you stand with me? We're going to turn off all the lights and just from one candle to another pass this flame. Symbolic of the light of Christ coming one person to another. A little bit of instructions. The lighter, hold your candle straight up and down with the flame already burning. The lightee, tip your candle to that one and light your candle from theirs, okay? If you do it the other way, we end up with a lot of wax on the chairs and the floors, okay? So if you can help us in doing that, let's spread this light one to another. Lord, in these moments of quietness and peace, we thank you for your grace, which rescues us from the darkness, for your strength and love that sustains us through the storms, and for the peace that we have experienced in you that we can now pass on to others. May our lives be lived in your peace. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray these things. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Benicia, California. 